All right, so once again, like we kind of did last week, we're going to do another Bucks preview here with our good friend, the co-host of In the D3 Football Huddle podcast, James Baker, also a Hobart graduate. Three of us are back at school in various stages of our quarantine return to school process. So That's awesome, guys. Good. Yeah, so we're excited to be back, but we've got some good games coming up this weekend. Um, congrats on last week's game, too. I mean, I know we talked about it last week. And you and I were a little against each other because I was kind of on the Bucks train. You were like, you know, as a fan, maybe. But what do you think? How do you think the week went? Uh, you know, I mean, the, the game, especially in the second half, couldn't have gone any better for the for the Buccaneers. I mean, just the the turnovers that the defense caused down the stretch really was the was the difference. I mean, early on in the game, you know, when they you know they went three and out on their first possession. And, you know, some field goals here and there. There wasn't a whole lot happening, but um, maybe it's maybe it's Tom Brady. Uh, but I really think that the difference, honestly, had to be the the outstanding play of Devin White, who had missed the prior playoff game, um, you know, being on the uh, the COVID protocol. And I mean, he just he almost single handedly, you know, won, won the game. In the last three Saints possessions, I think were. Uh, two interceptions and then a forced fumble, and that was that was pretty much it. So you can't you can't win ball games uh, when you turn the ball over. That's you know the Bucks were zero two with five turnovers against the Saints. They flipped the script and and uh, just somehow was able to get out of New Orleans with a win. And now they're going to go up to the snow and and uh, play against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for a chance at the Super Bowl. It's crazy. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure, yeah. No, so that's, that's interesting because that's the kind of direction I want to take this now. You talked about flipping the script, and I think one of the first things to look at going into this game, it's been talked about nationally, you know, since the clock hit zero last week. Yeah. We've, never, we've never had Brady Rodgers in the playoffs just because they've been in opposite divisions, and you've never had a Patriots-Packers Super Bowl. But you go back to earlier in the season, the Bucks beat the Packers pretty handily. They're 38 to 10, yeah. And I think it's interesting because, like you just said, in the middle of the season, the Saints had beaten the Bucks pretty handily. So how do you think as the Bucks team, how do they take what they learned and what worked for them against the Packers and then put that into, you know, defending what the Packers are then going to change up, if that makes sense? <laughs> Yeah, but I think I mean, a lot of people see the final score, the 28-point the, the win, but the, that Packers game against the Buccaneers back in week five could have totally gone the other direction. Um, it, was, it was about to be 10 to nothing or maybe even 14 to nothing. Uh, Aaron Rodgers scored on a rushing touchdown. It got called back. I think they settled for a field goal. And then in the next series, uh, the Bucs had a pick six, and it totally switched the momentum of that game. And it's one of the very few games where – um, Aaron Rodgers threw, I think, multiple interceptions. And the, the defensive line of the Buccaneers was really able to generate a lot of pressure up front, um, forced a lot of um, errant throws, which is normally not his thing. And, and really, the, this is not the same Packers team that was in Tampa back then. It's not the same Buccaneers team either. Um, so I think especially you know, given the, the wind and weather, um, you're going to see a much different type of maybe even more of an old school game. You know, the, both Rodgers and Brady will take their shots, um, but the Packers defensively really do like to employ um, a fifth and sometimes, you know, sixth defensive back uh, sort of sub package defensive coverage. 
you know, either dime and, and nickel, uh, rather nickel and dime is with the five and, and six. So I think you're going to see a lot of 12 personnel from the Buccaneers. They're, that means they're going to put Gronk and Brait at the line of scrimmage. So there's going to be seven guys across the line. It's going to force the Packers to do more of a base defense. And I think we're going to see a little more, you know, play action, maybe try to get the ball to Ronald Jones up the middle and just try to keep, you know, Aaron on the, on the sidelines. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for the Buccaneers defense, the Packers are probably going to try to do the same thing because they had a very um, even performance against the, the Rams. I think they threw the ball like 35 or something times. They ran it about 30 times, about as balanced as it gets. And their running game is really what's, I think, propelled the Packers you know, down the stretch. I mean, obviously, Devontae Adams is going to tear you know, tear a few um, touchdown passes and rent and yards after catch here and there. But I think it's going to be a little more, you know, the, the teams are going to try and feel each other out early on, maybe doing more running plays, seeing if that can create any opportunities to throw the ball deep and, and make some, some big plays to get the momentum going. I think that, I think that makes sense. Um, especially with, it was impressive to see Leonard Fournette last week do what he did because not many people have been high on him all season, and rightfully so. He hasn't looked that great. But yeah. lately, the past few games, he's been pretty good. So out of that formation, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'll be watching for that. It's something I hadn't really thought of. So that'll be interesting to see what they do there. And then, of course, you know, Mike Evans going against uh, some of the Packers cornerbacks is going to be interesting if Brady's going to target that, especially like you said, maybe a few deep balls from, from both sides. But it's going to be a little, you know, a little snowy. Light snow, yeah. so we'll see. There's a lot of unknowns. I think well, the, the, unknown, the unknowns to me, and, and really I think, honestly, the, the, the play that really changed the, the, the momentum in the Bucks' favor against the, against the Saints was actually a, a third and 11 or maybe 14 catch made by Tyler Johnson, the rookie wide receiver. It's going to be a play by some kind of unknown you know, guy. I mean, maybe Antonio Brown plays, maybe he doesn't. I mean, obviously, Chris Godwin and, and, and Mike Evans are great, but they're going to draw you know, the best cover guys out there. They'll probably be doubled. So it's going to have to be some of these lesser-known role players like the Scotty Millers, um, you know, like the Cam Brates and, and others who will have to be the ones that maybe come up with a big catch. I mean, that, 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 that Johnson um, first down conversion, I mean, they, they had gotten this big run on, on uh, Rojo up the middle for about 20 yards. It got called back because of holding, and they were down at like their 30 or – 25 yard line and for him to come up with that catch really you know kept kept them going because that could have easily been a punt and and breeze you know puts them back in the lead in the mid mid to late fourth quarter so um it might be some of these random players that that we don't know much about and same thing for the packers i don't know their personnel as well as i know the buccaneers being a, a longtime season ticket holder but i have a feeling you know sometimes it's these guys and there's like three or two running backs on green bay that I'm sure they're going to rotate in and just sort of see if anybody gets hot. Um, you know, the Buccaneers do have a great run defense, but it's a little harder to stop the run in, in the snow than it is on a, on a dry turf field. Speaking of um, punts real quick, I, I make this next comment a little bit of jest just to have a little fun. Um, any concern at all for this Bucs special teams? Deontay Harris went off at the beginning of that game. I was worried about it rooting for the Bucs. And with some of those punt returns, it was like, man, he was setting the Saints up in a really good position. Like I said, I said a little bit of Jess, but he showed that maybe there's a weakness. I don't know. Yeah, the Buccaneers uh, special teams has been a little hot and cold all season. 
I mean, the biggest issue in, in, in the press conference today uh, with the uh, local and I think somewhat national media, Coach Arians basically said he's not really worried about the cold weather affecting the Buccaneers, but he is concerned about what the wind could do. And, you know, obviously, other than the very obvious, you know, impact it can have on throwing the ball, I mean, the whole idea of punts is that they are supposed to go up high and, and long and depending on how strong and how cold, you know, first off, the ball is going to be like, you know, hard as a rock. <laughs> so you're not probably going to be able to, to kick it as high or as far. And then if the wind gets a hold of it, you know, who knows what it will do if it's spinning up there in, in those, uh, you know, those Wisconsin um, breezes. So we'll have to, that'll be an interesting, um, you know, kind of sub uh, sub story or sub strategy that, that goes on. Uh, and maybe, you know, the no risk it, uh, no biscuit thing, you know, takes, you know, takes effect. Maybe he'll be a little more apt to go for it if it's a short yardage thing versus just saying, okay, we'll, we'll punt. Yeah. I mean, and going off that last week, there was, I think there was a couple, there was fourth and I think inches from the, the 30, the bucks 30 and Brady just snuck it right up the middle with a little bit of a push from Gronk. And, you know, those are the situations that I think are going to arise. And then the one unit I don't think we've talked about, we've talked about basically special teams for everybody in both offenses. I don't think we talked about, and a little bit of the Bucks defense, I don't think we talked about the Packers defense, which I think is going to be the difference in the game, considering I consider them a little bit worse, more worse off than the, than the Bucks unit uh, defensively. So I think that's where we're going to find the break in the game. So I think personally the offenses are washed, two great quarterbacks and you know, they have all got their weapons and their receivers for the Bucks, and they've got Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams for uh, the Packers. So which defense is going to make more plays? And, you know, if you're going off last week, I think the Bucks defense made a ton of plays. So, yep. and I, you yeah. know, they're better talent-wise too. Well, but their, their defensive secondary is still really young and once again can be a little inconsistent. I mean, to his credit, Sean Murphy Bunting has really made some big plays, including the – um, you know, I think the interception and, and part of, I think he was the, the, the person who led to the, the strip on the fumble. So he's, he's been really amping up his game because he, for a while there during the season, he was a, a huge liability and, um, you know, in, in fact, he lost his starting position for a little while. So, I mean, I'm sure Rogers is going to, um, you know, look for his opportunities that the, the issue that I think the Buccaneers will have, and we, we saw this a little bit in the game against Washington is that, you know, Rogers, even though he's getting up there and not as old as, you know, as Tom, but he can still run around in the pocket a lot and he can make plays with his feet that, you know, the Buccaneers really didn't have an answer for um, with Heinke from, uh, from, from Washington. And so that could be a, a wrinkle in the game that even if the Bucks are, you know, getting some success, you know, stuff in the run and, and, and holding up some of the receivers short term, if Rogers starts to roll around and starts taking off, then that's a totally different ball game. Before we get um, anywhere near score predictions, I, I want to give you the opportunity. Being a longtime Bucks fan, um, obviously it's Drew Brees' last game this past weekend for the Saints. At least that's that's what we're expecting to find out here in the next yeah. say, month or so. Um, what what was your favorite moment that you've seen Drew Brees, or kind of how will you remember Drew Brees being a division rival? I know it was interesting for me when Eli Manning retired as the as a longtime Eagles fan because I really respected what he had done for the Giants. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, his, his record against the Buccaneers sort of speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he's beaten them um, plenty of times. I mean, and when you heard, um, you know, Drew's uh, wife kind of actually reveal what he, you know, said, you know, 
had, his body was really beat up. And the fact that he even made it through the season just shows you what kind of a competitor and, you know, first ballot hall of famer, you know, quality uh, guy that he is. I mean, I've been lucky to see him, you know, play in Tampa in person a few times and, you know, not the biggest guy, but, you know, he always just, you know, just had a command of the offense, you know, brilliant, um, you know, play caller, football player. I'm sure he'll probably end up in the, in the coaching ranks uh, after, after a little while, maybe a future GM um, type deal. So uh, it, it's been, you know, it's been a real pr privilege because there's been some guys in this last, you know, 10 to 20 years who are really some outstanding players like, you know, Philip Rivers and, you know, obviously Tom Brady. I mean, there's now this whole new group of, of quarterbacks that are closer to your guys' age, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes and so on. You, you guys are going to get to enjoy, you know, we'll all get, hopefully get to enjoy seeing them for the next, you know, 10, 15 years. But like, you know, this one great class of quarterbacks that, you know, like the Toms, the Bens, the Rivers, the the Breeze, you know, all that is starting to kind of come to a close, um, just like the generation before with the Favs and the Mannings and so on. Um, so just got to enjoy it while it lasts because uh, they're just amazing, excellent players. All right, let's jump into our score predictions for this one. It's Bucks packers 305 is the first game on Sunday. I'll start it off. Wait, we need the weather. We, I will give you the weather. This is a running <laughs> joke. I'm not sure if you've been filled in on this, report. that they go to me for the weather constantly. All right. Hey, what's, the, what's the weather like up there in Geneva? How cold is it right now? It's not <laughs> bad. It's about it, it, 30. 30. It snows every morning bad. and then melts by noon. <laughs> Shorts and T-shirt weather. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, you got 27 degrees of kickoff, mostly cloudy, 10-mile-an-hour wind. Um, That's not bad. No, I'm going to go I, – I grew up in New England. I, I know I, – I've learned – I've said this on the show multiple times. I've learned to not bet against Tom Brady when it gets down to this part of the season. I'm going to go Bucks here. Um, I think the Brady factor is going to help him out. I think the defense is going to step up big. Kevin had the question, whose defense going to make the most plays? Going off last week, I liked what I see us off from the Bucks. I'm going to ride with the Bucks again. Score-wise, though, I do like the cold weather. I'm probably going to go in this one 23-20. Bucks. Nick, you want to – Give yeah, us. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bucks as well. Uh, Brady's rolling. Not much need. Like you said, I think it, it comes down to a lot. They, the Bucks have a not great secondary, but if those linebackers can make some big time plays like they did last week, that's really a game changer. I think they will. I think it's gonna be pretty close. I'm gonna go 30-24 for the Bucks. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll come in here and say. I was on the Bucks last week. Nick, I think you're on the Saints, and I think Chris, you're with me on the Bucks, right? Yep. So, um, last week I took the Bucks because I didn't like the way that Drew Brees was playing up until that point, and he didn't do anything to wow me against the Bears. And the Bucks played a great game last week, and they're definitely hot. I mean, is it five, six games in a row now they won? And I'm looking at what the Packers have been doing, and they're also on fire. And it's basically going to come down to who's going to make a play at the end. And, you know, it's either quarterback can do that, you know, even if it's even if in the advanced age of Brady or, you know, the 37 or 38 year old Rogers at this point. So I don't know. I think I'm going to put my money on Rogers here and I'll, I'll take the butt or the Packers 27 to 24. Yeah. I, I, you know, once again, I'll hedge on my, you know, head and heart uh, type type deal. I mean, obviously I would love to see, um, Ali and, and his teammates make the Super Bowl, especially be the first ever team to play it in their home stadium. I mean, that would be incredible. Um, and so, you know, to, to do that, I think they would have to um, win a low scoring, 
you know, 24, 21 type of like slugfest where it's really more about, you know, running the ball, maybe, you know, kicking some field goals here and there and just kind of hanging on by a thread with defense. But, um, you know, the, the, the biggest thing I could see happening though, that would, that worries me is, you know, just you know, Rogers and company just coming out and staking to uh, like an early two score lead and then just kind of hanging on and to a, like a 31 to 20 something type of win. Either way, it should be a great, great matchup. It's just, it's funny though. I just don't know necessarily if in today's NFL, the old adage that defense wins championships anymore because the game has been moved so much towards the offensive side of the thing. And then, and the other factor we never even talked about was, you know, the officials and this season has been very up and down with calls. Um, you know, this game could come down to uh, uh, some kind of pass interference play with a couple minutes left in the game um, that could win it or lose it for either team. So it should be a great, you know, it should be a great for, you know, first of the, of the two, um, you know, conference championship games. I, I still just can't believe that the Buccaneers are even here because uh, about midway through the season when they had lost like, you know, three out of four and they were sitting around, you know, three and three or, uh, you know, four and four or something like that. It was one of those things where you just, you never in a million years would have thought that this was possible, especially after that Sunday night game I sat through against the saints and they just got clobbered. It's like, you know, but it's been fun and we're trying to, uh, trying to roll with it. I was going to say, I'll, I'll, I might have to dig up before, this Sunday's game when you joined us mid season and we, we asked you what your expectations were for the season going forward. And I believe you would have been happy with just a playoff berth may have, may have been said on our show real yeah. quick. Though, Cause we'll get Kevin, Nick and I's um, tomorrow, the other conference championship game, give, give a quick thought. If you have, if you've got one on bills chiefs and for the sake of argument, we'll assume as it looks, Patrick Mahomes will play. I say get out the tables. I think the Bills are going to um, get the job done. They've been playing the most consistent football. I mean, they, you know, the, the Chiefs will make it interesting. They have enough offensive weapons, um, you know, with Kelsey and, and Hill and others to, you know, even if Mahomes can't make it through the whole game. Um, but there's just something that feels like, you know, it's like this is a team of destiny. I mean, I remember watching, you know, this franchise in the in the basement of Cheryl Hall when they were, you know, in the Super Bowl way back when. And it's been a long time. And so I, I think it would be really cool, especially in such a weird year that 2020 has been as a you know, football season. That why not? Why not Buffalo um, be, you know, be the team that breaks through after almost three decades of futility? So I'm all in on the bills and, and – uh, and I think they're, I think they're going to win it in a close one. Awesome. Well, once again, we appreciate you joining us here. Um, rooting for your bucks, rooting for Allie uh, as Hobart students. We'll be watching the game Sunday and it, it's going to be a great one. And both of them are going to be good games. It'll set up a great Super Bowl matchup as well. I think no matter what the parents Absolutely. are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Well, thanks guys. I'm glad to hear that you're back on campus. That's a great, that's great news. And uh, hopefully there'll be some, some more good news about uh, maybe some Hobart lacrosse coming up uh, next week. I know the board is meeting. It's uh, I think that's on the agenda among other items and it's got my fingers crossed that uh, we'll, we'll see some, some kind of statesman sports again, real soon. That would yeah. be awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks guys. Thank you.